whether you're a professional athlete, a weekend warrior, um, college athlete that I deal with, uh, you know, over at Hofstra University, um, you know, having a good uh, diet, you know, getting good sleep, nutrition, variety, and exercise, and uh, being able to deal with stress, you know, uh, and that's very important. Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle, and today we have two special guests. We have Hall of Famer Bobby Nystrom from the New York Islanders, and we have Roger Gerland, who is the Director of Rehab Services at Northwell Health and STARS, which stands for Sports Therapy and Rehabilitation Services. Bobby Nystrom is joining us virtually. Bobby, tell us what you do, what are you doing to stay fit and to stay active? One of the things that I've done, even since you know, being a youngster is I really enjoyed exercising. And, you know, I mean, I've done so many different things from, you know, as, as we talked about the marathon, Spartan races, um, I did the Ironman, you know, like it, I, it's my peace. It's my peace and quiet. I, I love going out for a ride and, you know, really running or anything like that. Uh, taking up tennis, gave up golf, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm an exercise fanatic. Yeah, I think the key to longevity is staying active. But one of the things when we talk about weekend warriors like ourselves, right? Like there's always a, a possibility for injuries. So Roger, what is like some of the best ways for us weekend warriors who want to get out, we want to stay active, we want to keep going? What's the best way for us to prevent injuries? Yeah, so I think, you know, Bobby touched on one thing right off the bat. I honed right into that. And, uh, you know, it's variety and exercise. You know, if you listen to his response, he, he's not only... Um, running or biking, he's doing triathlons, Ironman. So that's one one aspect of it. The other aspect, of course, is always a good proper warm-up in, uh, in whatever activity you're doing, taking the time to uh, warm up properly and then cool down as well. And, you know, whether you're a professional athlete, a weekend warrior, um, college athlete that I deal with, uh, you know, over at Hofstra University, um, you know, having a good uh, diet, you know, getting good sleep, nutrition, and uh, being able to deal with stress, you know, uh, and that's very important. You work with um, students at, at Hofstra University. It's such a different um, life when you're in season and off season. And Bobby probably had this in, with the Islanders. He had all this structure and support around him with training staff. But when you go into the off season, these students go into the off season, they don't have that support. How do they get through to make sure that they're at the, the competitive level for when the season starts the, the following year? Yeah, I think the off-season is really and uh, should be intended to work on strength and performance uh, for these athletes. And, and what we work with in a collaborative effort with the strength and conditioning coaches, the athletic trainers at the university is putting together a program that these student athletes can work on so that they can work on their strength during the off-season. One of the biggest challenges that we often have, even at the collegiate level, high school level, is you know there's really never a time off during the season, meaning that they have their in-season, but then in the summer, they're still playing lacrosse all summer. They come back in the fall, it's lacrosse. So it's that athletic competitiveness going 12 months a year. And um, getting getting people to think a little differently from that standpoint is important. Yeah. And Bobby, how do you, I understand you're doing some cycling events. How do you stay fit and make sure that you're preventing injuries? Well, First of all, I've got a whole host of doctors that I can go to, but uh, more than anything else, and you you hit on the you know the stretching side. The the older I get, the more I have to stretch. Uh, 
needless to say, it's, it's very difficult to go out on a tennis court or even running, bicycling without, uh, you know, stretching beforehand. And I, I really try to be careful about that because, uh, you know, you need that flexibility. The older you get, uh, the harder it is. But uh, I, I, work, I try to spread out, you know, the, the different types of exercises that I do. You know, I mean, bicycling is one which is a little easier on your body, but running and swimming and things like that, um, you know, I, I certainly enjoy doing that as well. And so what are some of the services that may be offered through a program like STARS to help people to be better at, at warming up and, and doing the right exercises? Yeah, uh, you know, just like in medicine over the last uh, 10 years, STARS has uh, expanded in its specialties. You know, we used to be... Uh, predominantly uh, musculoskeletal orthopedic rehab sports, you know, and over the last 10 years now we're offering everything from hand therapy to vestibular therapy, lymphedema oncology, women's health, pelvic floor rehab, breast rehab. Uh, we've offered programs during the COVID crisis uh, of uh, the STRIDE program for recovering people that were afflicted with uh, COVID-19 as well. Uh, and these programs uh, in collaboration with a lot of the physician groups uh, for these specialties. So whether you're talking about pelvic floor rehab and, and, and the physicians attached to that urology to, um, you know, neur neurology and uh, physical medicine docs, you know, uh, there's a huge collaboration for STARS rehab service line, not only with, like I said, the orthopedic and the orthopedic service line, but all the different service lines attached to our uh, specialties. How does it change? Does, does warming up and, and your approach change as you get older? Yeah, I think I think that has to be a, a larger focus on warm up. It takes a little bit longer when you're older to warm up. I see it myself in, you know, you know, running or bicycling or, you know, nowadays I'm playing more pickleball. It's become a very active sport down in Florida, I know. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, and and it just takes a little bit longer to warm up. And then I think after the activity, the importance of a cool down and stretching, like low load static stretching, uh, very important after activity. Yeah. Uh, so, so Bobby and, and Roger, you guys have met before. Do you remember Bobby meeting Roger? And I know Roger remembers meeting you. <laughs> well, that was a while ago. But... Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we met uh, several years ago. It was probably about 1991. Uh, in a uh, Mexican restaurant in Westbury, I think it was called maybe Don Juan's. And I, yeah, at the time, I was, well. I was dating, well. <laughs> dating my wife, and we walked into the restaurant, and uh, you were sitting at a table, and uh, my wife says, you know, my girlfriend at that time says, oh, that's Bobby Nystrom. Let's get his autograph. And I said, ah, oh, I don't want to bother him, you know. So she said, oh, I'll go get it. So she went over uh, to your table with a cocktail napkin and... Uh, asked you for the autograph, and uh, he said, oh, sure, I'll sign this autograph. Who's it for? Oh, it's for my boyfriend sitting over, you know, over there at the table. Uh, <laughs> I'll sign this if he comes over here and chats with me for a couple of minutes. So I really appreciate it. I still have that uh, uh, cocktail napkin back home, and uh, I really appreciate it. That's well, you know, I, I have to say that um, the people on Long Island have been absolutely incredible, uh, you know, I, I, I so enjoy meeting people, you know, and I, I just got a couple of emails here from people that I had met a while ago. They had asked me if I could possibly sign an autograph photo and send it back to them. But 
Uh, I mean, I, I just love the, the people up there. They, they, they were very courteous. You know, they saw if I was eating food, then they wouldn't come over. But, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed meeting them and, you know, hearing their stories about watching the Islanders and the playoffs and everything like that. Uh, it's, it was a thrill. And it still is. I'm, I'm down in Florida now, and it's, I call it Long Island South because there's so many Long Islanders that are down there. We did mention just a little while ago, pickleball. And I think this is fascinating sport. This is a fascinating thing that came around because this is something that's kind of geared to the older athletes where it's not as strenuous. It's not as much, I guess, side to side, but more forward and backward, kind of a great sport for anybody, any age. Yeah. I was just watching through the window. My wife has got her paddleball racket. She's going to play right now. It's, it's a great game. It really is a great game. It's a little... Easier than tennis, you know, but I mean, the really good players are absolutely fantastic. They really are. I watched, you know, like I'll go out every once in a while and I, you know, take the ball around a little bit. But uh, some of the pros, it's it's just amazing to watch the reflexes. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, it's it's a combination of uh, ping pong and badminton and mm-hmm. tennis exactly. combined and the reflexes and the speed to your point of the watching the professionals play. Yeah. And I've played on and, and, and pickleball with some people who, who are, you know, much older than me, you know, people in their eighties and they're so good at it because there's, they play smart. They, they, they stand in the spot where they know that That's they so can, true. if it's going to go over their head, it's going to be out. And, and it is a lot of strategy to it, but a lot of fun. And I guess there's a lot of things that go into being active and healthy. And one of the things of being healthy is proper nutrition. Uh, how, what do you do to make sure that you're eating right and uh, Bobby and, and, you know, not going to put on those extra pounds? You know, I've never really been an eater. Um, you know, I don't crave food and I, I would have to say that I eat very, very healthy. My wife is very strict in that respect because it's a lot of fruit and vegetables I'm trying to be off meat totally, um, but uh, I have to say that I, I really do eat well. You know, we, we were kind of taught, you know, during the, uh, the hockey seasons that, that we had to eat right. And, you know, we always had a pregame meal together, you know, whether it was pasta or chicken and fish and uh, plenty of vegetables. And, and also hydration is, is so important. Uh, you know, water is, is something that, that the body definitely needs. So I, I try to drink as much water as I can, and it certainly seems to help. Yeah, and I would add another one to it is sleep. Um, I'm sure Bobby <laughs> yeah. can speak to that as well. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, athletes that we work with that uh, struggle with sleep after, you know, competition, especially the competitions that are in the evenings. Um, you know, we, we work with a nutrition uh, specialist at Northwell to uh, put together nutrition programs for our athletes, whether college, high school, because um, the balance is, is the key. Uh, and hydration, I mean, that goes without saying, it's, it, that's so important as well. Yeah. Bobby, you're almost like a spokesman for uh, proper nutrition and, and health. T- tell me some of the lessons that you learned from being a professional a- athlete into the civilian life. Well, I would have to say that uh, I played for one of the greatest coaches ever. And, and needless to say, we had a couple of trainers that, that really emphasized, you know, fitness and, and, and also just eating right. Uh, you, you mentioned sleeping, you know, sleeping was one of the hardest things for us because we normally went into practice, came back home and had a pregame meal at one o'clock and then laid down for about two, three hours, you know. 
So needless to say, after the game was over, you're all hyped up and it, it's very difficult to sleep. So that was one of the things that we really tried to work on. Al Arbor brought in meditation, uh, which I think was very, very helpful because it's restful and it relaxes the body. Yeah. And advice, uh, Roger, for people who have trouble falling to sleep, uh, what's a good way to make sure that you're going to get a good night's sleep? Yeah, well, you know, for me and and for the athletes that we work with, when possible, you try to have a regimen of uh, of your day, and you know, trying to avoid the late night activities. You know, and obviously, in, in a professional setting, that's not always possible. Um, but meditation, music, sometimes can help as well. Yeah. As well, um, but it's it's that you know, sort of like being able to be able to work on self. Uh, control of shutting your body down, and that might be through avenues of you know, music, reading, stress management, mental imagery, things like that. Um, you know, but it, it's it's. I know it's a challenge. I know uh, some of the work I've done, uh, some of the professional hockey team as well. Um, we investigating how to better you know address the sleeping issue because it, it is a it's a big problem. Yeah. How do you choose the right doctor to go about making sure you're doing everything right as far as exercise, warming up, nutrition, sleep, all these things? How do you choose the right doctor? Well, I, you know, I think the first thing you want to look at is, is a doctor that has similar um, likenesses like, like you do. You know, somebody, you know, like I look at a doctor, I want this doctor to be, look fit and active and exercise because my understanding then is he's probably under, understanding what I'm going through as well. So I want to go to somebody that's uh, is in good shape, exercises the way I do, and also somebody that um, you know. It's, I would start with my GP that way, and then from there, you know, look for um, look for um, professionals that might be able to. Uh, help me along in other areas that I might be struggling with. Yeah. Do you treat um, Islanders who are uh, uh, on injured reserves and, and how do you treat um, them to get them back to, to health where they, so they can join the team again? Yeah. So my, my function with the Islanders is it's almost like a concierge service. It's, it's uh, the players that are out uh, are not playing are the ones that typically I will see uh, at the ice center at the Islanders practice arena. Uh, and uh, pretty much on a one-on-one basis. Uh, and my treatment process is I basically get them to the point where uh, they can get back on the ice again, whether it's a you know, shoulder injury, a hip injury, a knee injury. Um, but the, the goal is always to get them back to the ice. And what's really important is, again, we use the word collaboration a lot, but especially on this level is the collaboration with the athletic trainers and strength and conditioning coaches with the Islanders is great. Yeah. So I guess if you have an athlete that's injured, maybe if it's a, like you said, a shoulder injury, there's other things that you're working on that they can do to keep fit while they're being. Exactly. It might be, you know, it might be a stationary bike or elliptical, um, depending on where the injury is, but yeah, working the other body parts, body parts as well. Right. I guess it's got to be tough too, also as a, as a trainer or therapist for um, school sports that, that these athletes, they want to try so hard to get to the professional level, but not every athlete right. does. So what do you do to kind of help temper that and, and, and bring those real you know, expectations? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, every, I think, uh, parent thinks that, you know, little Johnny or uh, little uh, Jennifer is going to be the next you know, professional baseball, hockey player, 
you always want to you want to support your athletes and you want to get them in the best position possible. So I think it does start with conversations of being realistic with goals and and stay in the present. You know, stay in what where you are now. You know, you're in high school, you're a freshman in high school. What are your goals for this year? And then what are your goals for next year? And what are your goals by the time you're a senior? And set it up as short and long-term goals in that respect. And by the time you get to your senior year, then you'll know, you know, maybe where you're going to end up going. And maybe your interests may change from an athletic standpoint. Maybe it was football when you were a freshman and it's baseball when you're a senior. And, and there might be a lot of other activities that uh, you, know, you may get attracted to. But don't get so fixated on one sport or one, one uh, sport at such a young age. Yeah. And Bobby, well, I concur with that. If I could, if I could just. Yeah, add, sure. I think that what you said just now is really so important. You know, like, unfortunately, a lot of the kids get locked into one sport and they don't develop all their muscles. You know, whether they're just playing hockey, they're not developing calves and things like that. They should be running, playing all of these sports because it's going to help them in the long run. Uh, when you only do one sport, you're only developing certain certain muscles. And, you know, whether it's swimming or biking or running, you know, you have to do all of those, I think, in order to be the best athlete that you can be. Yeah. And you, you, uh, you seem to love uh, cycling. Tell me about that transition. Well, that's something that I've done since I was a kid. I always wanted a motorcycle, but my parents could only afford a three-speed. <laughs> so I, I started off when I was very young. I rode my bike everywhere. And, you know, even to today, you know, we, my wife and I went out for a 30-mile ride. We rode up A1A. To, you know, I mean, it's just beautiful. And, you know, when I go to Colorado, I, I, I ride. We actually rode 100 miles last year through the mountains and it was absolutely incredible and you know what it just exercise keeps you young it definitely does it's awesome i want to thank both of you so much for joining us here on 20 minute health talk we always like to end on a positive note so i'm going to ask both of you uh, i'll start with bobby but what gives you hope what gives you optimism going forward Oh, it's just life in general. I've got so much that I've done and, and yet I've got so much that I want to do. And, you know, it's so much easier to do it when you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself and making sure that you take care of the nagging injuries and resting uh, the, the, the hurts that you have. My son has a favorite saying, he says, rest is a weapon. And it is. When you're sure. hurt, you got to rest. <laughs> But there's so much to life. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Awesome. Roger? Yeah. yeah. Looking at the glass is half full is always my motto, you know, because, you know, there are so many things that can go wrong and focusing on them will just continue to bring you down. But staying positive and, and looking at things that are, you know, up and coming, you know, we're, we're getting out of this pandemic now. You, you see it. You see the excitement. People, they're... they're they're coming out more. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're seeing it in the traffic as well on the roads. Uh, so <laughs> wait till you get back up here, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I come up there and I'm, I'm amazed at the, the, the traffic. But um, you know what? It's People don't realize how beautiful Long Island is. Bobby Nystrom, <laughs> thank you so much. It was awesome. 
and you look great. You know what? It was my pleasure. Say hello to Michael Dowling for me. I met Absolutely. Him he was a big curling guy and big out. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Nystrom, thank you so much for joining us here on 20 Minute Health Talk. Roger Gerland, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And for you, the viewer, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.